Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to the Lord of the Rings Lorecast, the show that explores the background of Tolkien's amazing world from the very beginning. getting kind of a rough out here there's a storm off um on the horizon and i'm sure you can hear the just echoing thunder it's it's clearly coming this way well i'll try to get this recorded it while i can um something i want you to be aware of when we're talking about the story of Turin, we've talked about this before, but keep this in mind, especially for this episode, that this is a tragedy. This story, just like the encroaching clouds, will keep getting darker and darker. And in this episode, I want you to there it goes again. I want you to think about something I find particularly interesting about these stories, because in this section, the thing that I'm about to explain to you, we get two examples. And notice, have you noticed how some of these things happen in pairs or trios in Tolkien's work? 
we have a character, Turin, who has accidentally done some terrible things. And when you think about it, it's usually because he's acting in haste and acting in very real human-like ways. When somebody picks on him, he responds. He stands up for himself. When he is scared, he reacts. And this is a story not so much about conniving, manipulative evil. The kind of evil that we think of when we think of somebody like Sauron or Morgoth. But more natural evil. The terrible things that happen simply because we are who we are. Simply because we live lives that we didn't choose. That psychologically we just react sometimes. And we don't either in that moment have time or feel the need or even realize that it's an option to think through the options. We are creatures of this world and we do things in ways that most of the time we don't think through. And sometimes that works out for our benefit and sometimes it doesn't. That expression, just go with your gut. Well, yeah, well, sometimes going with your gut leads to terrible things. And we know about Turin, but there's another character that will be introduced in this episode, or I guess I should say, comes back. And I want you to think about how do we respond to that? Is there grace when people make mistakes? This story struggles with the question of can good come from evil? Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna head indoors. <laughs> See you guys on the other side. So we're at the aftermath of the orcs killing everybody. Well, almost everybody. Let's take a tally of who we know is still alive from the orcs raiding the hill, Mim's home. We have Belig, who was almost dead, but recovers. We have Mim, who is scared off by Belig. And then we have... Turin, who is, well, the Valar Nowhere, <laughs> with the party of orcs, headed back to Angband. And Belig puts this together. He checks out the situation, he notices that Turin is missing, and so he decides to head north, because there's only really one location they would be taking Turin. He's seen this before. The orcs... We are told a little bit later, actually in this story, that the orcs rarely were tasked with killing the elves they came across because the elves were so strong and long living that they could put them to work in the mines. 
they were more useful alive than they were dead. And yet, Turin's not an elf, but Belig has seen the pattern before. So Belig heads north. We're told that he departs Amenrud towards the crossings of the Tiglin and then tracks the orcs. He finds their tracks. Now you have to remember that Belig has been living and surviving and fighting in the wilderness for hundreds of years at this point. Belig also comes from an older stock of elves. He may not have been one of the elves that saw the light of the trees. But remember, the older elves, the more original the elves, the more magically capable, I guess you could say they were, the more high and mighty they were, even when they were the ones who did not necessarily see the trees. And so Belig here is kind of like Legolas, hopped up on cocaine. I guess, I guess you could say cocaine. I don't know. But he's like a super Legolas here. He decides, you know what? I'm going to go track down Turin. I don't care how many orcs are in that party. Think about the two towers, right? The beginning of the two towers and Aragorn and Legolas and Gimli tracking the Urukai across the countryside for days without rest. We have a situation very much like this here, but Belig is by himself. He is alone and he finds their tracks and he tracks them. And we're told that he goes without sleeping and that the orcs themselves were not as in much of a hurry as, for example, the Urukai would have been because they didn't think there was anybody left to pursue them. They were taking their time. They were hunting while they go. They were stopping and making camps. They were not afraid because they believed that they had nothing to fear. And their tracks, at least to Belig's eyes, are obvious. He absolutely can follow them. And they're heading north, just like he expected. But before he's able to catch up with this group of orcs, he comes across something. Something particularly interesting. He's, we're told he's traveling at night. Because remember, he's not sleeping. And he comes across some sort of character, an individual, who looks like they are asleep, laying up against a dead tree. Now remember, there's symbolism in everything. A tree that's not alive, with somebody laying up against it. And then he gets closer. And he realizes that this is not an orc. This is not a man. This is an elf. And he leans down. And he recognizes the elf. Sleeping against a dead tree, against all odds, is Gwyndor. Gwyndor. Now remember the battle of unnumbered tears. Remember the way that played out. If there was one thing, aside from the spies of Morgoth getting in close with the Noldor, understanding what their plans were going to be, any of that stuff, aside from that, if there was one other event that set that battle in the wrong direction, 
it was when Gwyndor responded too early. Do you remember this? The orcs were trying to egg on the forces of the elves and their companions, the men and the dwarves, and they pulled out Gwyndor's brother, Gelmir, and they tore him to pieces. And Gwyndor could not have this. This is a moment of reaction. This is a moment where, like I talked about just a few minutes ago, sometimes you don't think things through because you're just reacting. And maybe that's something that obviously you take responsibility for in the long run, but in the short run, did Gwyndor have a choice or was he just biologically prone due to the love of his brother and the horror that he saw in front of him to react. And because of that, a cascade of terrible things happened. And you can imagine, you can totally imagine everybody who thought back to the events of the ones who survived, who thought back to the events of this going, ah, it was Gwyndor's fault. It was Gwyndor's reaction. Had he not done that, then we would have stood our ground we would have kept our forces and our plan would have come together. One mistake, and one very natural mistake, something that in another situation may have been the right thing to do, the honorable thing to do, to stand up and defend the honor of your brother. But in this situation, it backfired. But how did he get out? That's the question. That's the thought that Belig has here as he sees Gwyndor asleep at a dead tree. Well, he leans down and he wakes him and he sees that he's not in the best situation. He looks worn and tired. He's, in Tolkien's words, bent and a fearful shadow of his former shape and mood. Bella gives him some of the Lembus, and we know that the Lembus has a sort of healing property to it. It's nourishing, but it also nourishes the spirit. And then we get told a, a tiny little mini story here. For few of the Noldor whom Morgoth captured were put to death, and this comes directly from the text, because of their skill in forging and in mining for metals and gems, and Gwyndor was not slain but put to labor in the mines of the north. By secret tunnels, known only to themselves, the mining elves might sometimes escape. And thus it came to pass that Belig found him, spent and bewildered in the mazes of Tarnufuin. So at this point, Belig has made his way back to Tarnufuin, which we've heard about before. It's a location north of Doriath and a place that we've talked about regularly. And while they're at the tree, Belig asks Gwyndor some questions. They talk. And he tells him about the events that happened recently. And that he's looking for a friend. And Gwyndor tells him about a great company of orcs that he noticed passing north. And they had wolves. And with them was a man, a peculiar man. His hands were chained, and they drove him with whips. 
And in Gwyndor's words, he was very tall, as tall as are the men from the misty hills of Hithlam. If this isn't Turin, then who could this even possibly be at this point? And so Belig tells him more about his errand and more about how important Turin is to him and that he plans to free Turin, that he needs to go save him. And Gwyndor thinks that this is crazy. He tries to dissuade him from this quest, saying that in the end, he would just end up joining Turin and that anguish awaited him. But Belig would not let Turin go, which is 100% accurate to Belig's character. How many times have we already seen in the story times when it seems like they're not going to be able to come back together again, and yet Belig finds a way? And this arouses hope in Gwyndor's heart. And they head out towards the camp of the orcs. And according to the details, they actually found some orcs along the way and followed them back to this main camp. And we're told here a little bit about it. They came out of the forest on the high slopes that ran down the barren dunes of Anfoglith. There within sight of the peaks of Thangorodrim, the orcs made their encampment in a bare dell as the light of day was failing. And setting wolf sentinels all about, they fell to carousing. A great storm rode up out of the west, and lightning glittered on the shadowy mountains far away, as Belig and Gwyndor crept toward the dell. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M.com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for 100 healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX. See why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. 
That's Nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's K-N-I-X.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the middle of the show. This is the part where I get to thank all of our patrons, as usual. And I've got a bunch again this week. Let's get through it. We've got, uh, let's see, Tony M, Clay, or Clay K. <laughs> That's, and it rhymes in a way I didn't expect it to. Uh, Edgewick, Michael D, Tour Son of Hoor, 97, Steve K, um, Jason P, John C, Princess uh, Tiffany, interesting, Justin T, James, and Humberto B. Thank you to all of you for signing up. Welcome to the Patreon. I hope you're enjoying ad-free episodes or the bonus episodes if you signed up on the second tier. Thank you so much. We are currently at 164 patrons and so much support. You guys, every single time, I'm just floored. Absolutely. And so I have to shout out our VIP patrons, too. We have Bo, Brad S., Brandy D., Chewbacca, David M., Esoteric Rage, Goblin, Jesse P., Larry, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Sam B., Shannon L., and Sheev Palpatine. Thank you to all of you. If you are interested in checking out what you can get and helping to support the show to keep it going, patreon.com slash Lord of the Rings Lorecast, or actually L-O-T-R Lorecast is where you can do it. And... We've got some reviews, and I promised at the beginning that I would read these out if you guys leave five-star reviews, so I'm going to continue doing it. And yes, I did get a response on one of the reviews about, well, you really need to do that every week. It seems self-congratulatory. Words are hard. Uh, yes, I promised I would, so I will. And if you want to use your review of just kind of sending me a little message and getting it on the show, you can do that as well, as long as you do things correctly for the review to make it actually count as a review right so anyway let's get to it this one comes from visual jams in the united states who writes so good love the content and the way that robots breaks down all this epic lore and absolute joy to listen to can't stop talking about this show i can't imagine trying to wrap my head around all this history on my own the show makes it so manageable and fun i am thrilled at how much this podcast has added new depth to the hobbit and the lord of the rings stories for me tolkien's writing is just so amazing and it feels real good to be able to finally experience all the rich history of his world in a digestible way. Thank you for all you do, robots. God bless, James. James, or jams, James, jams, visual James. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. All right, this one comes from Fuzzy1973 from Great Britain, who writes, Love the podcast. Tried for years to read The Silmarillion, but always gave up. Came across Robots Podcast. Binged it all in a week. Makes it easy to understand have now become a patron, so I can listen to the bonus episodes. Keep up the great work. Well, thanks so much. Then we have Melkor, Lord of Change, who uh, may have also joined our Discord, because there was a, definitely a Melkor who joined our Discord. Scary stuff. Uh, who writes, Ruler of Arda, you understand well the lore, yet it contains much of the elves' understanding of myself. I seek only to change the works of my 
Ainur, brethren, for the greater glory of Arda, as I comprehend their intentions more closely than they do one another. I was gifted with a share of each of their powers. If a glorious future is brought to is brought to be by my works, why then should I not be called Lord? Hearken to the elves' slander? Gothmog sends his greetings. Melkor, Lord of Conflict and Change. Well, thank you very much, Melkor. Uh, I understand your perspective, but uh, I think most everyone else disagrees with you. Um, then we have LJC1992 from the US who writes, My Mental Escape. Hello, all. I'm currently a healthcare worker and full-time nerd. <laughs> Me too, but not the health care part. I came to write this shining review because this podcast has literally been my favorite way to decompress my brain, especially while I eat lunch and drive to and from work every day. I think this is a really fun way to dive deeper into the lore and find myself often following along and referring to the Silmarillion and other Tolkien's works. It's been a nice addition, especially for the days I don't have the energy to read and need something more passive. I appreciate being able to listen to an enthusiastic podcaster who's obviously just as big of a nerd as I am. Yeah, how'd you know? Who loves the work of Tolkien. Thank you for the weekly updates and look forward to future episodes. Oh, thanks so much, LJC. All right, just a few more. These ones are shorter. We'll get through these as quick as I can. Lord of the Beans, number 12. Well, 12, but not soon. You guys get it. Uh, I want a shout out. Lord of the Beans, here's your shout out. I read The Hobbit in fourth grade and Lord of the Rings in seventh, but never cared for the Silmarillion. I know I spelled that wrong. Uh, actually, I think you nailed it. I think you got it right. This podcast introduced me to the Silmarillion in a way that's easy to understand and intriguing. So thanks, I suppose. Goodest boy and everyone else. <laughs> Thank you, Lord of the Beans. This one is Francis Tiffany, who is one of our new patrons. Best podcast ever. Thank you, Tom, for such an amazing podcast. I work two jobs and have the last six years with no days off. Oh, my God. I'm so sorry. I hope that gets better. This podcast has uh, been an amazing for helping me feel relaxed. I messed that up. You didn't. It's my fault. And less stressed. It has most definitely been a light for me in dark places now that all the other lights have gone out. Oh. Also, I think your pronunciations are just fine. <laughs> they are 100% better than what I have ever been able to do. Princess Tiffany, thank you so much. And um, good luck. Good luck with the work situation. Hopefully that chills out for you. Then we have one more. Chills. A wasp, chili, chill, chill, sea wasp. That's it from Canada, writes the best LOTR podcast of them all. Podcast to rue them all. One podcast, learn the lore. Thank you, chills. Oh my God. I'm so bad at reading. All right, guys. Thanks for being patient as we get through those. I hope you guys are enjoying this episode. Let's move on with the rest of the show. So Bellig and Gwyndor approach this camp at night and they scout it out. We end up with, this would be like a really good video game kind of situation, right? A bunch of orcs, way too many of them, guarded camp, wolves, and here they are trying to break Turin out. So they scout it out. And we have to remember, Bellig is a master of the bow. And so the first thing he does is he creeps around in the darkness, finds all the wolf sentinels, the ones on the edges, the ones who are going to alert anybody if anything's going on. And he takes them out silently, one by one, 
And then they creep into the camp and they find Turin's location. And this is interesting. He's fettered hand and foot and tied to a withered tree. And get this, all about him, knives that had been cast at him were embedded in the trunk. The orcs, we're we're getting a glimpse here of the orcs' depravity. How mean they could be using him as target practice and yet just missing and hitting the, the tree instead of him. And he was senseless and asleep of great weariness. He's been driven for days and whipped clearly tortured in some ways, if not others that are not explained here. And so Beleg and Gwyndor cut his bonds and they lift him up and he's still unconscious. He's not awake yet. And they carry him as far as they can. Turin's a big, hefty guy. He weighs a lot, even for the two of them. It's it's a lot to carry out, especially trying not to be seen by the orcs. And they get out of the camp to a thicket of trees, a little way above, up up the hill. And they lay him down. And all this time, the storm is growing. The clouds in the distance are rumbling and getting closer. And here Belig feels like this is a good moment to cut the bonds on Turin's hands. He pulls out Anglicel, remember, the bloodthirsty blade, that he was warned by Thingol would betray him. And he uses it to cut the fetters that bound Turin. And Tolkien's words here are very specific, as they usually are. But fate was that day more strong, for the blade slipped as he cut the shackles, and Turin's foot was pricked. And like I do sometimes, I'm going to read only from the text for these next two paragraphs. Then he was aroused into a sudden wakefulness of rage and fear, and seeing one bending over him with naked blade, he leapt up with a great cry, believing the orcs were come again, to torment him. And grappling with him in the darkness, he seized Anglicel and slew Beleg Cuthalion, thinking him a foe. But as he stood, finding himself free and ready to sell his life dearly against imagined foes, there came a great flash of lightning above them. And in its light, he looked down on Beleg's face. Then Turin stood stone still and silent staring on that dreadful death, knowing what he had done, and so terrible was his face, lit by the lightning that flickered all about them. This is one of those moments that I was talking about. One of those moments where sometimes you just react. And can you blame him? He's clearly been tormented by the orcs. They've picked at him. They've hurt him. They've whipped him. They've thrown knives at him that are now stuck in the tree where he was bound. The one moment where he gets any rest and he's awoken and sees an unsheathed blade 
in his face and responds the way he naturally would in that situation. And we know Turin is not somebody who is unexperienced with using a blade to fell a foe quickly of disarming somebody. Can you imagine Bellig's perspective on this? He's looking down, cutting the bonds on Turin's wrist. And then all of a sudden Turin responds, takes the blade from his hand and kills him with it. Bellig wouldn't have had time to respond. Gwyndor wouldn't have had time to respond. Remember, Gwyndor is just as mentally tormented, if not more, than Turin is in this situation. After the sentence that I just read, it says, Gwyndor cowered down upon the ground and dared not raise his eyes. He was afraid. He didn't know what was going to happen next. Maybe he would be killed by this madman. Or maybe this was just an accident. An accident with far-reaching ramifications. Turin starts to process what just happened here. But before that, we get another glimpse into the way orcs work. And I find this particularly interesting. It says, But now in the dell beneath, the orcs were aroused, and all the camp was in tumult. For they feared the thunder that came out of the west, believing that it was sent against them by the great enemies beyond the sea. The orcs know about the Valar. The orcs serve a Valar. They know that the skies, that the thunder and lightning, might be controlled by Manwe. And in this situation, was it? Torin can't move after he kills Belig. The final section for this episode goes like this. Then a wind arose, and great rains fell, and torrents swept down from the heights of Tarnufuin. And though Gwyndor cried out to Turin, warning him of their utmost peril, he made no answer, but sat unmoving and unweeping in the tempest beside the body of Belig Cuthelion. Thanks for listening to the Lord of the Rings Lorecast. If you'd like to learn more about other fantasy worlds, check out my other podcasts, the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, the Witcher Lorecast, and more at robotsradio.net. If you'd like to reach out, I'd love to hear from you. Send me a note on Twitter at robots underscore radio, or join our amazing community on the Robots Radio Discord. There are links in the show notes, or just search Robots Radio Discord, or find the link on robotsradio.net. I'll see you next time. Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX. That's K-N-I-X. Period panties from NYX are like no other, making them the number one leak-proof underwear brand in North America. They're comfy, stylish, and absorbent, perfect for period protection from your lightest to your heaviest days. They look, feel, and machine wash just like regular underwear, but feature incognito protection that has you covered. You can shop sizes from extra small to 4XL. Choose from all kinds of colors, prints, and different styles, from bikinis to boy shorts, thongs to high-rise. You've got to try NYX.
see why millions are ditching disposable, wasteful period products and have switched to NYX. Go to knix.com and get 15% off with promo code TRY15. That's nix.com promo code TRY15 for 15% off life-changing period underwear. That's knix.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.